we'd like to welcome you to the Institute's Leading Edge, a show dedicated to helping the automotive aftermarket service industry. Confrontations and clashes, or confusion and communication. Today's episode is about diffusing hostile situations. Here's what's coming up. We've made it very clear that, that that's unacceptable. We need to be talking about things when they're this big instead of when they're this big. Not recognizing a small problem and then we had no choice but to recognize a big problem. Get really good at listening to people. Don't interrupt them. If it starts to be a heated discussion at all, let them get it all out. Listen to them, let them get it all out. Don't interrupt them. Kinds of uh, conflicts we can have. We can have conflicts that we want a good result from. Well, we always want a good result. We can have a conflict where we want the other person to remain in our sphere of influence, and we can have conflicts where we want them to leave. For a better business, a better life, a better industry, the Institute's leading edge. Welcome, everybody, to the Institute's Leading Edge. This is episode 11. Um, uh, This is about diffusing hostile situations or um, dealing with confrontations. Really, this is just a um, any kind of conflicts that could be with between an employee and another employee, um, uh, an argument with an upset customer. Somebody wrote a bad review about you online. Um, So it could be online, offline, uh, disagreements, arguments, clashes, whatever uh, you want to call that. Um, Today on my panel here, we have Bill Greeno. Uh, He owns a shop in Truckee, California called Quality Automotive and Smog. Uh, He's been training for the past couple of years uh, with a focus on leadership and management. Uh, He is a boss at being a boss. Next, we've got Tom Lambert. Uh, he owns a shop in Layton, Utah, uh, Shade Tree Automotive. You can see his wonderful logo behind him. Yeah, <laughs> got to rep it. Um, he started with us a couple years back, went through our program, uh, developed one of the most successful shops in, in Utah, I believe. And uh, he joined the Institute team this year. Uh, we're excited to have him. Uh, he's done incredible work with his networking groups in, in BNI and the BDG for Napa um, and continues to work with other shops, improving the industry. Um, we also have BJ Lee. Uh, he's a former o- shop owner, manager. Uh, he's run and operated some very successful shops in California. Um, and now he's turned his attention to helping our industry uh, through the work he does at the Institute. Uh, he handles the majority of our client services. Uh, you'll likely see and talk with him if you do any kind of work with the Institute at any capacity. Um, so now into the show, uh, there's a couple things that I wanted to approach today to get to the heart of conflict, uh, conflict resolution, that, that type of thing. Um, one thing I think is most important is identifying, uh, right? First, you identify what the conflict is, where it's coming from, who's, who's a part of it, um, how people are reacting to it. Um, and then I guess understanding the relationships there, the, the communication, what really really is the, is the conflict. Um, preventative measures, right? What are things that you put in place to prevent this kind of thing from happening? Um, and then a couple nuanced pieces that I want to do throughout the show. Um, for those of you watching, uh, we've got uh, Rocky, Gary Olson, uh, Craig Zale, Jeffrey, Matt. Good to have you guys. Uh, we're going to be playing a game later with uh, our panel. Um, and I'd love for you guys to join in uh, when we get to that point. Um, so just uh, stay tuned for that. So into identifying and qualifying. Um, my very first question, and I want to throw this to Bill, uh, 
and, and I guess the whole panel, because we'll move, we'll move in between you guys. What constitutes as hostility or, or conflict? Gosh, that's a good question. You didn't give me that one before. I didn't? <laughs> uh, so hostility or conflict is it, it, I, I would qualify as an engagement between two people that's unpleasant. Um, and, and I would say that it has to be between two people because if one person is trying to be hostile or have conflict and the other person isn't having it, then is there really a conflict? If the person remains being hostile, um, certainly that, uh, that, that person has that, um, I'd say that, that power, but there is, there is really no strength to it until the other person engages. If that makes sense, and we can go into that more later. So it's more of the the. It, it takes it takes two. It takes two to tango, to tango yeah. right? Uh, tell me, what do you think about that? Do you believe it has to have two people, or? Yeah, for the most part. So, uh, kind of my definition is a disagreement between two people um, that is current, not currently being discussed in a productive manner. So um, you're always going to have disagreements. And that's okay, but uh, when when I escalate it to a conflict or a hostile situation, that's when it's just being discussed in a manner that isn't getting anybody anywhere they need to be. So. Okay, BJ, what do you think? Well, it's a conflict uh, usually arises due to um, you know people having different perceptions, right? Uh, you know, the other person saw things differently than you did, right? And so. Uh, that conflict may arise due to those those reasons. Uh, we just have to determine what those reasons are and if they're valid and or not. Do Do you guys believe? And I was thinking about this when I was writing writing out the 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 content for for this show. Um, you guys are saying t it takes two to tango. A lot of people, when they react to uncomfortable situations, conflict of some sort, they they run away. They actually won't engage because of the conflict. Do you believe that? people can still have a conflict without having an event, so to speak. Um, I think that people can, uh, can be upset for many reasons. Um, and so, you know, say a, a client or a customer were to come in to the office, uh, come to the counter and just explode over whatever it is. Um, my belief is that you should listen to that person, let them get it all, let them vent on what it is. Uh, it may even be something that's not even triggered by an event at our shop. It could be something that happened in their life. And this just may be the string that broke the camel's back that, that you know, brought this event uh, in your face. So I think that, you know, uh, yeah, it, there, there's lots of reasons it can happen. It may or may not be really a conflict with us. But I think it's uh, up to us to listen to them, let them vent, let them get that all out, and then try to, uh, you know, sift through the pieces and see what the real issue is. And try to work that out. Yeah, uh, conflict is conflict is usually a clash between two people. You know, you, you, if you have if you have a situation where you don't like me, I don't like you, I don't like something you did, you don't like something I did, and we're not engaging over it, that I, I would not define that as a as maybe what we're talking about here today. That's that's something that's either happening passive aggressively or silently. Um, and will certainly lend itself to a future conflict. Either that or somebody might just, you know, they might leave the situation, 
all, all together. That could be a customer who just doesn't come back, or that could be an employee who just quits one day. So, mm -hmm. so I, I guess I'm just trying to, to pose the question of can you have conflict where one of the parties, even though there's two of them, one of the parties is unaware of it? Not by definition. Not by definition? Not by the word uh, conflict, no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I saw, did see that movie where, uh, what was his, uh, he was in the bathroom beating himself up, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, so you know, that would be a one-person conflict, that, uh, you know, hostile situation. <laughs> okay. Um, so, so now I'd love to kind of get your guys' experience and, and go through one by one. Um, maybe some, some things that have happened to you in the past or some situations. It doesn't even have to be, excuse me, in the shop, uh, but just some experiences that you guys have had with conflict and how you, and how you, you, you went about that. Maybe, maybe you did handle it the way that you felt was proper, or maybe uh, looking back, you could have handled that differently. Um, Tom? Uh, of course, you were going to pick on me. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> uh, you can tell by the ginger in this beard that uh, I haven't always had the best attitudes. I've actually, uh, so I'm not going to be one that sits here and claims to be the best at handling conflicts properly. Uh, I'm proud to say that uh, I feel like I've grown up a lot, especially over the last five, ten years, and I'm pretty good at it now. Uh, mostly I just conduct myself in a manner to avoid conflict. But, but yeah, so... Uh, I can think of several occasions uh, over the past years that I would like to hit the reset button and get a redo on. Um, I, we used to run an uh, auto body shop in the back half of the building, and I used to run two different tow companies uh, to try to feed wrecked cars into that, uh, that body shop. And so you would have to list on the county's rotation where they would go in alphabetical order if anybody in the county, uh, you know, police officer-wise needed a car towed you would get pulled. So in order to tow the accidents, you would actually have to um, also agree to tow the, uh, the like impounds, like DUIs and improper registration and stuff. So I used to several times a month get people showing up to my office in a fairly bad mood, you know, because uh, they likely just went and stood in a crazy long line at the DMV uh, dealt with a state employee that probably wasn't the friendliest. Uh, then they got to look me up, come find me. So by, and, then, and then I had to present them with a pretty substantial bill in order for them to get their car. So as you can imagine, that customer is not, well, one, it's not even a customer of mine. It's just somebody that just by chance I had to tow. So they'd be pretty upset and they'd come in the office. And for the most part, uh, they were expecting me to be uh, confrontational and be kind of rude. So for the most part, we would diffuse it just by being nice, kill them with kindness, you know. Uh, they'd come in upset and would just let them be upset and uh, fire off with whatever they need to get off their chest and not bite back. Uh, there was a couple times I did bite back, and it, it, it didn't work out well, you know. Uh, it never does. Uh, usually, if somebody is very upset and getting to the point of being un insulting to you, you just take it, take it, and don't offer anything back, and then eventually they leave feeling silly because of their actions uh, and the, the fact that you could keep your cool. Um, there was a couple times I wasn't able to do that, and it uh, dang near came to you know physical altercations. Uh, one time in particular, uh, the only person that was in my office was my mom to, to top it off, so that was a, a, a proud day <laughs> in my life, but... Uh, 
But what do you do? I'm still here, uh, uh, growing up quite a bit, and uh, uh, I avoid those things like the plague nowadays. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, BJ, what about you? Uh, I just keep, I I have one in mind that um, this was probably in my younger years. Your father and I had a shop uh, and stuff, and I had a a customer used to come in, and it was this customer that was, it was the one that always came in and demanded uh, a bunch of stuff he didn't pay for or um, would bitch about everything no matter what it was. He was just, he would come in and just was never a happy person, you know. Um, so, you know, you try your best to really try to keep a handle on that and try not to get, let your temper or, you know, or your blood pressure get up and stuff. So you say or do the wrong things. But, uh, uh, this guy, this had went on for a period of time. And, um, so instead of fighting with him, uh, what I did is eventually what I did is I, I had all the facts in front of me. He came in one last time. I said, next time he comes in, and it was kind of like clockwork. This guy would come in about once a month, and he'd have something to complain about. It was almost like he put it on his calendar, and he just, you know, I don't know if it was just a, a personality conflict or, or, you know, something like that. But uh, so what I did is when he came in, the next time I was ready for him, and I, uh, I virtually fired the, the client. You know, I said, it's, I said, Mr. So-and-so, I said, it's obviously obvious that you do not like me. And it's obviously I don't care too much for you. Uh, we can't see eye to eye on anything. Everything we do, we it just never gets solved. Uh, so I'm just going to suggest that you take your vehicle elsewhere and have it worked on, you know. And he just looked at me for, you know, stood there looking at me and said, you know what, you're right. You're right. So he turned around, he left, he never came back. I was happy. He was probably happy. Um, you know, it's one of the things that you get kind of dumbfounded. You you, you just don't know what happened. Uh, you know, it just it just was never good from day one. It was uncomfortable every time he came in. Um, there were a few choice words here and there and stuff. And uh, you know, sometimes you just have to let them go. You know, yeah, uh, it's okay. You know, and they really want to go too. They, they, it's almost like he just was was uh, waiting for the permission to leave. You know, <laughs> he was, he was avoiding, he was avoiding the, the initial yeah, that end so. conflict that, that, um, kind of, yeah, you know, I clash, so. you know, uh, I want to, I want to welcome the new people who, if you guys have just gotten on, um, we're talking about conflict, uh, resolution, I guess, um, uh, <laughs> diffusing bad, you know, bad situations, uh, could be with an employees. It could be with customers. It could be, you know. Uh, anywhere and everywhere. Uh, to recap, Tom, uh, just I'm taking notes, by the way, throughout this whole thing. Um, y- your approach was to just kind of diffuse them initially by killing them with kindness. Just be kind. That kind of gets rid of that that harsh uh, first encounter. Um, and then from then on, from your experience, to avoid the situations you know would uh, end up in those conflicts. Um, and BJ, what I got from yours is just be prepared, especially if you know that there is going to be a conflict arising. Uh, you prepared yourself, got all the right things in place, uh, and then you eventually decided to cut ties with that relationship because you knew it was just going to always be uh, a conflict or a struggle with them. Right. Um, Bill, what about you? What are some experiences? Well, um, less than experiences. I, Specifically, I think there's there's a, there's a few kinds of, of conflicts we can have. We can have conflicts that we want a good result from. Um, well, we always want a good result, 
we can have a conflict where we want the other person to remain in our sphere of influence, and we can have conflicts where we want them to leave. And uh, either way, if we're dealing with customers or employees, we want them to leave um, as gracefully as possible. So the in, in the first example where we want the person to stay, um, I want to direct the conversation, and I want to direct the conversation in a manner that uh, is not insulting and that is pleasant. So rather than talk about what they're talking about, I want to guide the conversation. And the way I'm going to guide the conversation first is by clarifying what it is they're saying. And I'm going to, I'm going to clarify it by asking the obvious questions. So if you come in and say, hey, I have this problem with you, I'm going to say, so the problem with me is so on and so forth. And they're going to, yeah, and maybe they even add on to it. Okay, so additionally, and, and now, I've got them, now I've got them focusing on me and not yeah. on the problem because they're answering my questions. Uh, from there, I'm going to move into the facts or the solutions that I want to introduce. Well, the fact is, is that you're going to be working with Kent moving forward here, and he's got an appointment for you uh, to meet with him on, at 10 a.m. on Tuesday morning. And if that's acceptable, we'll just move forward that way. Uh, you can you can speak with Kent about your needs, and and we won't have to have this uh, this this conflict anymore. And we can we can interact on a on a more social level. You know, if, if the conflict was with me in business. Okay, so so first you'd clarify exactly the information, and that kind of in itself is a way to de-escalate a situation. It's just hey, let's 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 be clear about what's going on right now. Make sure they feel heard, uh, but it also it also puts me in a position of power because I'm running the conversation now. They are answering my questions. Yeah. So and then and then if I can make them comfortable with that, with with my being in power, which ultimately when people are having a, a situation like this, they're out of control and they're trying to find control. So if you can offer them what they want put them back in control um, in their in, in their emotional state, that's that's pleasant for them. Um, in a situation where you want them to go away, um, it, it's along the lines of what, what BJ said. And the way that I handle that is is the same. I, I begin by figuring out how I'm going to direct the conversation, which is usually with questions. Uh, and and the and the questions can range and you got to be careful because you can definitely um, you can definitely be a jerk uh, when you ask the questions that you're going to ask. Um, but in the end, uh, I I typically will say if it's a customer, um, sorry Kent, this isn't the kind of conversations that I have with my customers. I have a different relationship with my customers. It's it's based in a in a in a high value relationship. That that is that is foundationally uh, based on trust. We don't have that, so I think the best way to move forward is for you to go to BJ's shop, where he loves everybody. I like that you're you're going <laughs> you're going in with an end with an end in mind, right? Exactly where you want the conversation to end up before you even start it. Um, that's good. I like that. Um, the next question I kind of had, and maybe this is, is a loaded question and it's already answered. Um, is it important to identify the source of the conflict or issue, or is it better to focus on the immediate impact and 
and what happens after. Basically, are you identifying who's responsible for the conflict itself, or are you more going to be focused on a, a solution moving forward? What's what's the immediate reaction, uh, Tom? Um, I think it's more important to just in, uh, identify what the what the person that's upset needs, um, regardless of who caused it or what caused it. I mean, obviously, you want to be very clear on what their concern is and just uh, quickly come up with a solution to get you out of this situation that none of us really like. So um, uh, I'm not about blame or, or who's wrong or who's right especially when it comes to something that's going on in your office. You know what I mean? You've got lots of other people, employees, specifically listening to how you conduct yourself. So um, I think it's most important to just identify what the customer is really asking you for. And if it's something you can offer, just, just do it, you know. And if it's something that's unrealistic, you know, just be very clear and to the point and explain why you can't do that and let's come up with another solution, you know. Yeah. Uh, BJ, what do you think? Well, I think, you know, you just want to uh, recognize the different perspectives, you know, uh, find out what the real issue is, right? And if you made any mistakes along the way, if it, you know, if it happens to be our fault, uh, you know, then, 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 you know, fess up to that and recognize it and be honest with people, you know? Um, you know, that's why I think, you know, if you listen to the whole story, let them bend and get it all out, take your notes and, and you know, mental notes and stuff. And, you know, hey, if, if you made a mistake, there's nothing wrong with that. That happens. Let's just recognize it and move on, you know, and get the problem resolved as quickly as possible. Yeah. Uh, Bill, what do you think? Uh, I, was, I was just thinking, so I'm always one to engage. And... And, uh, and I'm surrounded by some people, and maybe BJ can speak to this, who are a little bit um, less engaging when it comes to conflict. And I, I oftentimes wonder, to take the conversation to another level, if, the, if, if what you said earlier can't, if ignoring or avoiding the conflict altogether doesn't sometimes come out to be the best, the best result. And, and the examples that I'm thinking of is, um, is when, say, two employees get into it. Yeah. Um, it's, my, it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's my way to bring those people in and sit them down in my office and hash it out. And that, I'm going to say that works for me 100% of the time. Do I end up with two employees afterwards? Not necessarily. Uh, do I want to? Not necessarily. So it works for me. But I know that there's also a time to let bygones be bygones, as the saying goes, water under the bridge, uh, you know, um, and, uh, and, and, and I can't really speak to that, but I think there probably is a time to, to not engage and to let things and to let some things go. I think I, I agree with you, Bill, on that. Um, you know, I, I'm also one to engage that, uh, especially if you've got a couple of employees or even one employee that you can tell there's something going on there. They're unhappy or, or whatever. You can see it in their demeanor, you know, and I'm the one to say, hey, let's take a walk, you know, go outside and, and we talk about, you know, whatever's bothering this person because we want to diffuse that ahead of time because we can recognize that there's, there's something going on there, right? 
So, so definitely, I agree with that. I think that's uh, something that uh, a good manager is going to do. They're going to recognize uh, these situations ahead of time, see things that are starting to fester, and try to get it resolved before it turns into a, you know, hostile situation or a conflict. Yeah. But is there a time that it's best just to to not maybe maybe there's not an issue. Maybe it was just the radio was on the station that you know yeah. I hate again. <laughs> That's a classic. I'll tell you what, there are people watching and not watching this show who have had near or maybe even actual fist fights in a in a shop because of the radio station. Right. <laughs> and I and, and I am included in that list. Right. But so I guess, <laughs> I guess I guess a follow-up to this question. Uh, or or to, to what we're talking about right now is, is there a reasonable, and I, uh, Bill, you kind of touched on this earlier, is there is a, a reasonable or acceptable kind of conflict uh, and what is unreasonable and unacceptable within the context of your shop? Um, and what, what differentiates those two? Yeah, gosh, the, the threat of physical violence or actual physical violence is, is the place where it becomes unacceptable. And then, you know... <laughs> And then it's going to be different for everybody in every situation, how it's handled. You know, you could, you yeah. could be very legalistic about it and say, well, if, if somebody starts a fist fight with someone else, then they're fired. Or, you know, if, you know, if, if somebody threatens someone physically in your shop, then they're fired. And, um, and I would like to say that probably six months ago, I would have said that was true for me. And then it happened. And I was able to sit both people down and I was able to get the aggressor to talk about what was really going on with him personally. And he was able, after laying it out on the table, to go to the other person and apologize and explain to them that he never, ever actually would have knocked them out like he had threatened to do. <laughs> and so, so I kept both people. Uh, Tom's smirking. <laughs> he, knows my, he knows my staff. <laughs> so uh, anyway, um, both people were together today uh, in a in a in a happy uh, symbiotic fashion. But uh, it, it, boy, oh boy, is it situation by situation. And yes, it need when it when it comes down to physical violence. That's when. That's when you really have to step in strong, and more than likely, somebody's head is going to roll. Somebody's going to yeah. be walking down the road, kicking rocks off of themselves, unhappy. Yeah. Um, if you guys are just joining us now, uh, Leading Edge, we're talking about conflicts um, and diffusing hostile situations. Um, if you guys are are have any questions, hit us up in the comments and I'll, I'll make sure to get them in live. Um, also, if you guys think that this is a great topic and you want to share it with other people, you think they'd benefit from it, uh, please do that. Um, so, so back to this, you said physical violence, right? Tom, do you think that there's something other than physical violence that would qualify, maybe verbal? Yeah. At uh, what yeah. point does that become too much? For sure, yeah. Um, thankfully, I've never had to deal with uh, the knock on wood, the physical violence, or even the threat of it. Uh, if anybody's been guilty over the years, uh, it'd probably be me. You know what I mean? My younger years. Uh, but uh, I've, I hope to never have to deal with that. Uh, but outside of that, you know, we've actually had a couple conflicts here. Um, our shop is. Uh, 
uh, it's very clear that uh, having fun and enjoying our day is more important to me than just about anything. Um, and uh, I actually had a conflict this year, a couple conflicts between probably the two nicest guys on my team and set aside probably a couple of nicest people ever meet. They just, uh, just you know, the whole uh, tech to advisor discrepancy of understandings. And uh, it got to the point of being fairly heated uh, verbally. And, uh, hell, it caught me and Lisa, my manager, by surprise just because we've never seen these two people in that light. And then uh, on top of that, we've just never really had to deal with it. So, um, so yeah, that's, uh, we've made it very clear that, that that's unacceptable. We need, to, we need to be talking about things when they're this big instead of when they're this big. Because that was, that was a fail on us, uh, on management, actually. Uh, that was a failure of Lisa and I of not recognizing a small problem and a medium problem, and then we had no choice but to recognize a big problem. Um, so, so yeah, it's very clear within our team that it's unacceptable to talk to each other in a certain way. If you wouldn't talk to your wife that way, uh, you're, you're, you're not allowed to talk to anybody in my shop that way. Um, okay. So we made that quite clear. And honestly, it was just a failure on my part to not recognize that that was even a needed conversation. I've just never, never been put in that situation. So. So th this is a perfect lead into my next question, um, and I'm going to switch it over to BJ. Um, when is the best time to acknowledge conflict and settle conflict? As soon as you first see it or first notice that there's a situation arising. Uh, you never, uh, in my opinion, never let it fester. Uh, if I see something or I see anything starting to happen, uh, you know, uh, if you diffuse the situation right away, um, that's going to be your best plan of attack. If you let it, if you let it go on, it, it, it's only going to get worse, mm -hmm. you know? So yeah. I think by having, uh, you know, regular conversations with your people, team meetings, team outings and stuff, and keeping that, uh, that team atmosphere going, you're definitely going to minimize it. Uh, but there are going to be the, the times that the radio is on the wrong station and we just had a bad day and I'm not going <laughs> to do this anymore, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, and you have to deal with it. But, uh, you know, I, I say that uh, at first, the first inkling of a problem, you know, talk about it, you know. Yeah. Bill, do you have a difference of opinion? I mean, that one seems kind of self-explanatory, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess I, my, back to my question from earlier, you know, is there is there ever a time to not engage? Is there ever a time when you when you see it? Um, when you see something little to, to not engage, cause I always engage. You should. Yeah. So, so my question to the people out there in Facebook land and to the rest of the panel and to you, you know, was there ever a time that you didn't engage that that was the best, that, that was the best choice or the, the, the alternative that was the, the appropriate one. I think, I think a lot of people, that's almost their default. You know, they want to, again, it goes back to the, that avoidance. They, they don't want to engage in any kind of situation that's going to put them, that, that makes them feel uncomfortable. And conflict is very uncomfortable to be in. I know several situations where I just kind of kept my mouth shut. And eventually that kind of built up and built up until a point where it's almost like you either say something and if you do say something, be prepared to, you know, stand, stand your ground or assert. And I think there's, there's a nuance there, right? Um, at what point do you give in? At what point do you realize, oh, maybe I'm wrong, right? Um, 
one of the one of the questions that we're gonna we're we're gonna talk about later is the dynamic between relationships, right? So an employee versus an employee, that's you know, you know, it's it's people on the same level, right? What if there is, you know, maybe I'll save that for later for the game. Um, well, uh, then then then, uh, then to further answer your question, yeah, um, to shift the conversation a little bit, um, I one of the things that I love is is to talk about learning and and learning happens somewhere between boredom and mortal fear, and and conflict is one of those places that brings us out of boredom over here towards mortal fear. <laughs> and, and for me, in the workplace, that, that middle ground is an exciting place to be, and it's an exciting balance to have. And, and that's where collaboration comes in, right? Collaboration, yeah. by definition, just like conflict, by definition, happens between two people. And when you are willing to collaborate you can have conflict. And if it is expected in your shop that you will collaborate, period, you will be allowed to have low levels of conflict. So what I'm saying is, is if collaboration is part of your culture, you can, you can expect to have controlled conflict, which is an exciting place right in the middle where people aren't scared, but they're also not bored at work. And if you see it rising towards mortal fear or somewhere in that fear, this is going to become physical or fear, this is going to become uh, a verbal uh, barrage or attack, um, then you can address it and, and I would say optimize the conversation that you're having with the person that they will truly understand that there's a problem. Yeah. Right. And, and and what you want out of it. And that's where optimal learning happens. Back to the optimal learning between back to education and mortal fear. So we want to educate our people. We want to make sure that there's an understanding and 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 make it okay to have conflict. We don't want to yeah. say we are just good time Charlies and this shop is about fun and anything less than fun is not acceptable. <laughs> you know, right? It's it's this shop. We collaborate. We're gonna have conflict because we're all a bunch of a bunch of alpha, you know, super dogs, and we're gonna we're gonna go out there and eat each other alive if we don't have collaboration. So we're, we know we're gonna have conflict. It's part of who we are. But at the end of the day, it's all about providing the best customer service and fixing cars. Yeah, just making an understanding that the conflict is part of the process of having something good come out of the collaboration. Or even even. Yeah. Uh, uh, being said, like uh, a debate, a good debate, right? We have good yeah. debate stuff. There's nothing wrong with that. It's definitely a very, very, you know, they can be challenging but very fruitful to have a good debate. Right. Yeah. Just, just like during during these webinars, you know, I always try and pick a fight with Kent or Cecil. <laughs> way more yeah, fun that way. Yeah, that's fun. Just love to see his, his his energy level go up, right? You can just see my face get like red, flush, just right? every time. Say? Did Bill just say that to him? <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, we're gonna we're gonna take a a, a little reprieve and then we're going to get into the game that I, I have set up for you guys and also those out there who are watching um i want you guys to play along with this game and i'll explain the rules uh in a second i i'm just want to announce that we're we're incredibly excited our advisor mastery course is starting this weekend all of those maybe there are some people here who are watching or are going to be a part of that and uh it's going to be amazing uh, everything's oh 
we're excited to have you guys. Um, we have a, a class coming up, and it is the numbers that make you profitable. It's a financial class here at the Institute. It's going to be on October 11th and 12th. Um, you can contact us or go to ifrave.com for further information on that class. Um, and then we do have a systems and processes course that is going to be in December at some point. Um, it, further details will come down the line, and we'll, we'll announce that stuff. Um, so now, self-promotion out of the way. Uh, <laughs> I want to get into this game. I was really excited when I thought about it. Um, it's the let's play the diffuse and de-escalation game. I'm going to give you guys scenarios and I want you to react um, and tell me how you would handle these scenarios. Um, I'll, I'll give you a scenario and then I'll give you some information, some general information. Um, and I want you to respond. Um, those of you out there, vote on who you think did the best at their scenario. Um, let's make this fun. Okay, so BJ, I will give you scenario one. A, a customer has come back into the shop for the third time asking about their vehicle. When will it be done? I cannot believe it isn't done already. How come no one told me when it was supposed to be done or when it was going to be done? Uh, you owe me for my wasted time, etc. Uh, the advisor had to ask another customer to stand aside uh, while they dealt with this disgruntled customer. Um, the added information I would give to you is the work was approved. The technician completed it by the time that it was quoted to be finished, the customer was informed of the time multiple times um, of when it would be finished and the work was done properly. Get out right now. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> I don't like you. <laughs> um, you know, a situation like that, uh, you know, if you have good systems and processes in place, and you have your documentation, right? That is the time to bring Kent aside. Mm -hmm. Say, Kent, you know, step outside with me. Let's talk about your situation, right? Um, and then you take your documentation with you, right? We've talked to him on three separate occasions. We have the date and time that we talked to you, the number that we reached you at, or the email, or however we had this contact. So we so we bring that up. We talk about this. You know, were you were you not contacted on this date and time? Well, yes, I was. Okay, great. Uh, then we had another issue, and we called you on this date and time. Uh, we got that confirmed by you. You okayed the work. Uh, we told you this would be the the time that you could expect the car to be picked up uh, and be completed. Um, is that not true? And you try to work through the steps of what that process was and how you got there. Um, you know, so I, that's kind of how I would approach it. I would, you know, get the facts out in front of me and let's discuss the facts, right? Yeah. Uh, do it in a calm manner. Um, you know, like I said, this could also be the situation where they're, they're pissed off at you, but really that may not be the root of the real issue. They could, uh, you know, they could have had a, an issue at work or an issue at home uh, or, or, you know, or something of that nature. So, once you have the facts, you have the facts in front of you, um, it's going to be a whole different conversation if, if uh, you don't have the facts. You called them. You didn't document it. Uh, yeah. You don't have no dates and times and, and, and so forth. So having those, that conversation with them with the facts in front of you is going to definitely uh, help that situation. Uh, um, so, I mean, that's what I would do. I would confront it with the facts uh, at hand. Uh, if I don't have the facts, then I'm in trouble, right? Yeah. Uh, I admit my mistake, right? Uh, you know, I'm sorry we didn't document that. I'm sorry that we don't didn't uh, contact you and let you know uh, what was going on. But I'll tell you what, we're going to get this problem resolved for you, get it taken care of, um, and and let them know what we can do 
to get this corrected and get it taken care of right away. Put them, uh, if you need to, to, the front of the line to get their problem resolved, get their car fixed, get it back to them. Uh, you know, so that's that's all right. Handling, you know, all right. Uh, though everybody in the, uh, who's watching, tell us in the comments how he did. Scale of one to ten. <laughs> oh. I know, Tom. Uh, scenario two. Uh, each of these scenarios has has varying degrees and situations. And um, uh, so, Tom, scenario two: a technician through a uh, complete accident destroyed a customer's car. Uh, the customer is there to pick up the vehicle, and they weren't given a call that the vehicle had been destroyed before they showed up. Um, the owner. Here's the added information: the owner is not in today. Uh, they are preoccupied elsewhere and cannot uh, be reached. Um, oh, oh, excuse me. They can be reached by phone, but it's it's intermittent. Yeah, so uh, first of all, uh, shame on me for not letting the customer know. You know what I mean? Uh, accidents happen. Uh, uh, I would have immediately made sure everybody was okay, and then directly after that, I would have been on the phone with Mr. Customer, hey, uh, I'm, I'm almost embarrassed to make this phone call. I'm really sorry, but, uh, you know, uh, one of my best guys, uh, you know, just crashed your car into the wall, and uh, now you need another car. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. But you have the conversation, you know what I mean? Uh, but at the point of the customer, so I guess I'm the advisor at the counter now, uh, dealing with the customer that's there to pick up their car, and I hadn't told them yet. Is that is that the scenario I'm stuck with? Now? Oh yeah, they they showed okay. up. This this accident happened 20 minutes before they showed up for the. Oh car. okay, well, um, so I'm going to be very direct, uh, Miss. You know, Mr. Mr. Bullard, uh, uh, I'm really sorry, um, but uh, we've had one hell of a day today. Um, I've never had to deal with this, but uh, you know, one of my really good guys out there in the shop. Uh, was out on a test drive and uh, you know had an accident with your car and it's it, and it's really bad. Um, the good thing is nobody's hurt, um, everybody's fine, uh, but uh, but your car is not. Um, so unfortunately, I'm gonna have to get you. You know, I'm gonna have to get you into one of my cars. I'm gonna have to get a hold of our insurance company and uh, rest assured, we're gonna take care of this. Uh, I'll make sure you're completely taken care of, but. Uh, as of now, this happened just 20 minutes ago. I, I apologize. I wasn't able to contact you, so you didn't have to walk into this situation. But uh, I promise you I'm going to take care of this. Uh, I'm just going to kind of let things settle down a little bit here, get my, you know, get my team on the phone uh, insurance-wise and get the ball rolling there. Are you okay to take off with uh, you know, my Kia for a couple days while, while, we, while we get to the bottom of this? Yeah. I love uh, Craig Zale commented, Mr. Customer, I sure love your car. Would you be interested in selling it? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yes. Uh, so avoid the conflict. Is that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Um, this uh, <laughs> that was great. Everybody tell, tell Tom how he did, you know. Um, the next scenario is for Bill and because I, I'm kind of I, I'm debating you on the fact that you think it has to have two people to tango. Bill will do well. He's very this. good at this. So so this one, uh, it kind of comes with the question of, does it have to be in person? Like do do there really have to be two people? Um, here's here's a scenario: an advisor and a technician are arguing. Oh, 
Sorry, I'm reading the wrong one. Uh, a customer has left you a grave review oh, about... Come on. You're skipping that one? No, no, no. I, I, mis I misread. Uh, I, I accidentally scrolled down a little bit. Uh, the customer has left you a grave review about bad work, bad service. The review is being shared amongst a local car enthusiast group in your area on Facebook. People are lighting up the comments, all agreeing with the review writer. Uh, information. The review writer is a second-time customer, so this is the only, this is only the second time that they've used you. Uh, their review was accurate. Uh, they did not use vulgarity in their review. Well, that's a softball. I thought you were going to give me that, that fastball that you were starting to read. Um, so, yeah, there's no conflict here. Uh, and and uh, so, to me, the the... The, the proper way to handle this is to uh, respond in as informative as a, of a fashion as you can to, number one, de-escalate the situation, and number two, uh, inform of the way that uh, this should have, could have, or would have been handled. So, uh, for instance, um, we did a timing belt on a car, and we only did the timing belt. This happened to me more than a decade ago, back when we used to just do timing belts and not kits. And the customer came back to me after his water pump bearing failed and it destroyed his motor on his Subaru. And he said that he wanted me to, to make it right. And in the meantime, he had written a review. And so I, uh, I went to some of my peers and learned that, by God, he was right. I should have done the, the whole kit. <laughs> Never do just the belt. And uh, so, so I went back to him and talked to him uh, in person and, and explained that I indeed owed him a motor and that we would be taking care of it. Please bring the car in. Um, he said, I'm not bringing my car to you. And I said, that's acceptable. Will you take it to this other shop where I had a relationship? And they did it for me. And I paid for it. And I said, uh, I said, now, uh, you know, in the, in the meantime here, we've got this review out there and, and I'd like to address, uh, you know, I'd like to address the, the validity of that review at this point. And, and maybe would you consider, and before I even finished, he was so happy with the way the situation had gone. He said, I've already taken it down. Okay. So, this, uh, this, this scenario kind of lends itself to the question of, of uh, uh, online, being a new factor that people have to deal with. So there are conflicts online. There are arguments online and even screaming, even though it's only text. Um, and, and I wanted to get into the topic of online etiquette as far as conflicts go. Um, this situation, you've got an entire enthusiast group who would be going to your, say, let's say, specialty shop, who are now second guessing that. And they're in your local area talking bad about you. How, how would you approach that? Well, so, and, and this, is, this is where it's awesome to have a great partner in your business, and mine's my wife. And, and I go to her to, to, to talk me down, you know, talk me back from the cliff that I'm about to, you know, as Tom said, I'm, I'm going to go full ginger here. And, <laughs> My, my beard used to be the same color as Tom's, but it, it mellows with age. And, uh, and so she'll, she'll bring me back. And, and you know, if, if it was Facebook and people were lighting me up like that, after I talked with her, 
we would probably come up with a, a, a comedic way to, to lash ourselves, you know, to say, oh, my God, what, what a bunch of idiots we are. You know, you're, you're so right. And, you know, please let me make this right with you. I can't believe that this situation actually manifested itself in my shop. This is the way. And then this is the way we are supposed to do things. This is our intention. We yeah. want to have you satisfied at the end of the day because our systems and processes have a lot. And then you go into the education to show that you're not clueless, right? Yeah, we, we totally blew that. We, we did a timing belt and just the belt because we thought price was the most important thing to you. But yeah. really, the quality of the job and that you had a reliable automobile moving forward for years to come. We will never do it that way again. Uh, we'd like to talk to you directly to make this right. And to all of you out there who, who chimed in on this, you know, th thank you, sir. May I have another hundred lashes? Please, <laughs> yeah. right? and, and just, yeah. just defuse it again. There's only a conflict if two people are at odds, but you can, you can defuse that. And, and, and just to, to, to segue that into the, the Yelp review, because I even hate to say the word, the Y word, um, in that scenario, people are anonymous, and that is a huge problem, and that is why the Y word is so horrible. In Facebook, people aren't anonymous. They have faces. They're standing behind their comments about you. Um, but in the other scenario where people are anonymous, typically what will happen is they will go so far as to, as to lie to make the situation sound even worse. And once they've lied, yeah. they won't come back to the table. They, they will not come back to the table. They will not allow you to make things right because they're so embarrassed and angry. They're angry because they were angry, and then when they went to write their review, they got angrier because it just didn't sound that bad. And then, But they're still mad because the money is still gone. They still have buyer's remorse or whatever it was that caused them to write this. And now you're, you're dealing with somebody that's, that's illegitimate. So that review, because you will never get a response, either um, quietly behind the scenes or, or directly in a public response, you need to turn it into a, just information. And, and what I'll do is take out the first part where I admit to anything and just turn it into information. Because more often than not, and not always, but uh, speaking from personal experience, there, I don't have a legitimate review that's less than three stars. Um, that, that isn't somebody making something up. They all have some Le legitimate. Yeah. They all have some fabrication. So what I do is just go into, Hey, we're open Monday through Friday, eight to five to serve you best. The way that we make sure that this situation doesn't happen is this, 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 and that. I wish you would contact us because I think that there's a misunderstanding because again, the way that we do business and the way that our systems and processes, that must've been a misunderstanding, uh, or, uh, someone else's shop. <laughs> I like it. I like it. It was probably my shop, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, awesome. I actually, I, I enjoyed that. I, I hope that wasn't too much of a softball for you, Bill. <clears throat> that other one, number three. I'm giving, I'm giving it to, uh, to BJ on this one. Can Tom and I be the advisor and the technician? Yeah. Well, this one has, it has a, a, a different, so we're, we're in the last 10 minutes, so I'm going to try and keep it uh, quick. Um, BJ, here's the scenario. Uh, an advisor and a technician are arguing about a process regarding an issue, and it has escalated to the point of shouting, swearing, 
etc. The added never information happens. never happens. The added information. Uh, the issue is about the work that was found and sold, or the amount that was given, uh, the amount of time given for that job. Uh, both have valid points on either side. Uh, the customer will be back to pick up their vehicle in an hour. Uh, the work will not be done within that hour because of the dispute. Right away, call the customer and get some time on the vehicle. Let them know that you've run into a couple of issues uh, and you fell back a little behind on time. Uh, would that be okay? Uh, if, they, if they're if dire straits and need their car, we'll get them in one of our cars, get them in a rental car if we need to. Uh, so at least right away, get that customer taken care of. Then take the facts related to the inspection on the car, the work that was found and sold, and then talk talk it through with the two people, the service visor and the and the technician, and get to the facts and and get it resolved. Okay, my 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 curveball here is, what if this was an owner arguing with the technician? The owner of the shop? Oh yeah, arguing with the technician. Mm-hmm. I'm a little confused here. There's so the, uh, about so the of, about the process, about whatever about this topic, they're they're arguing about a process or work sold and all that. Well, and the owner, like, it sounds like we don't have a real clear process um, because we need to, if we have processes, they need to be clear and everybody needs to understand them, and they all need to be had, had, had to have bought into those processes. You know. Obviously, they can't bind unless they understand them, so we need to make sure that those processes are clear. So there really shouldn't be uh, a conflict. I mean, if he disagrees with it and it's company policy, then we have another issue uh, that we need to work on. Um, but uh, for the most part, I don't think we should really be arguing. Uh, we can have a debate about something, or maybe that process isn't the best process and maybe we can sit down amongst the team to see what the rest of the team feels about this process and whether or not we should adjust it or not uh, but at the, at the problem right at hand let's get the customer taken care of we will sidestep this have this discussion at our next meeting let's talk uh, about it amongst the other team members and see what they feel about this process see if we need to adjust it okay so my my last yeah bill go ahead uh, just going back to this is the owner arguing with the employee. I think the reason BJ was confused is because as an owner, you never argue with your staff. Right. There's no debates. There's no arguments. There's no there, that it, you either tell them what you want or you give them what they want. That's it. I just, I just wanted to propose this because there are situations, and, and those of you who are out there probably know, that there are situations where arguments happen between the owner and a, and staff, and it is an argument. Are you talking um, about you and your father? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just going to sidestep that. Um, my, my, my follow-up question was that is what if the technician was right and, and the added on there is, is the technician going to win that argument and why? Right? So this is a, this is an owner, somebody, somebody of a different level of status within the company. Um, and the one who's on the lower tier is the one who's right. However, there is still an argument happening. Well, well, if we, but if we uh, take the time to sidestep that and say, we will bring this up, we will talk about this. Uh, amongst the team and they were right you absolutely admit hey you're great you're right that that's you're absolutely right about this process i'm glad that you brought that up uh we're going to modify this process uh and everybody agrees to it right so there's a there's agreement among amongst everybody you know okay. um, awesome 
I think at this point, because we're five minutes out, uh, we're going to just go straight to final th- final thoughts. I really enjoyed this. This was a lot of fun. Um, <clears throat> everybody, wasn't let, fun. What are you talking about? <clears throat> not fun at all. Everybody uh, well, who's watching, whatever. Let the consultants let let the, let the panelists know how they did in the comments, um, whether they handled it poorly or not. Um, what you guys think? How you would have handled it? Um, so now into uh, a final thoughts. Um, Let's go to Tom for final thoughts on this on this topic. Oh gosh, final thoughts on uh, conflict. Uh, first of all, be nice in your comments. We're all sensitive guys up here on this panel, right? Um, but uh, so we all we it's all common sense. Uh, you know, uh, put your pride, put your personality aside. Um, it doesn't really matter who's right or wrong. Just find the solution, get it handled, move on to something else, and then. Uh, you know, don't be an ostrich if you do see conflict uh, amongst uh, staff or something. Uh, get it handled. Don't stick your head in the sand and uh, ignore it because then a little tiny thing grows into uh, something some nasty thing and uh, catches by surprise. You got to rethink your life choices and all that stuff. So, all right, BJ, final thoughts. I'm just going to say that uh, get really good at listening to people. Um, don't interrupt them. Uh, if you're, if it's a, starts to be a heated discussion at all, let them get it all out. Listen to them. Let them get it all out. Don't interrupt them. Uh, and if you practice that, uh, you will get better with time. You know, just practice. Uh, little little issues that come up. Practice talking to people. The more you talk to people, you engage uh, and stuff like like Bill says. Uh, you know, uh, you will get better at it, and it'll become easier. Um, uh, don't take it personal. Just you know. Just work with people, talk to people, and, and listen to what they have to say. And, um, you know, I just think if you use those uh, those points, I think you'll be okay. Awesome. I like that. Bill, I know you got something to say about this. Yeah, don't be afraid of conflict. That's the, 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 the short statement. Don't be afraid of it. It's, uh, <clears throat> it's a great place to for everyone to uh, – Get a, to have a great experience. Uh, some of our best customer experiences begin in conflict, begin in, in dissatisfaction. And uh, when we recover from those, we've got customers for life when we do it correctly. Uh, the same is true with staff. When staff is is uh, left to their own devices and not allowed um, to to voice their opinion and and have their their say, um, then then you you stagnate. If you allow them to have their say and, and allow the conflict to happen and then find proper resolutions, you end up with a huge level of trust amongst the staff and, and management. And from that, uh, the team flourishes. I like that. Um, just to recap, just things that stood out to me during this, this episode. Um, there's no need to blame. Always be solution-driven. Uh, create a, a culture within your company where you can have controlled conflict. Uh, and, and opportunities to educate. Um, do, a lot, do a lot of these things beforehand before things get out of hand. Don't be afraid to engage. Uh, maybe have policies in place for this specific thing for different scenarios. If this happens, do this. Um, try to guide the, the conversation or dispute um, and clarify that moving forward um, so that you guys are more looking for a solution as well as when you do start a conversation make sure you have an end in mind and what that end would be so that you know where to guide it um and also identify what is reasonable and acceptable conflict and what isn't um 
some 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 key things that stood out to me during this so this episode. Um, thank you everybody for watching. Uh, we're really excited. Our next episode is going to be in two weeks. Um, the topic for that, I'd love to to ask you guys what the audience what you guys want us to talk about. Um, I'm really curious to see what people re really really need information on, uh, and we're game for anything. Um, you can check out more episodes by going to institutesleadingedge.podbean.com. You can also find us on iTunes and Spotify at The Leading Edge. Uh, it'll be the gear with the little headphone and mic uh, next to it. Uh, you guys can submit questions uh, or, or topics directly through Facebook Messenger or by emailing us at institute at iframe.com. Uh, if you haven't joined the Facebook group on Institute, please do that. It's a bunch of really good top shop owners as well as our consultants just discussing issues like this one. Um, in length um, and providing more resources to to get informed and get education. Um, like and follow us to keep up to date on new episodes and content. Uh, and special thanks to those who did submit questions or, or ideas. Uh, we really appreciate it uh, either directly to us or, or through the Institute group. Um, uh, thank you guys so much for being on, on, on the show today. It was a great topic uh, and we'll see you guys in two weeks. Thanks guys. Have a great day. Bye bye. Have a good one. Bye. Join us next time on The Leading Edge, where you pick the topic. As always, The Leading Edge is every first and third Wednesday of every month. Subscribe at institutesleadingedge.pondbead.com so you don't miss out. Or find us on iTunes and Spotify at The Leading Edge. Join the Institute group on Facebook and get advice from other top shop owners as well as our experienced consultants. Brought to you by the Institute for Automotive Business Excellence. Thanks for listening.